Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Del Tuesday, and with us is a wonderful family here out of Houston, Texas, that has a great story. In fact, it's a story I can't wait to unpack because it's so interesting to me, uh, being that uh, they actually became members before they got married. So there's a lot of interesting things we can uh, work around that just to find out about. Currently, they've got uh, five complexes, apartment complexes that they own and operate, and uh, that equals up to about 534 units in total. And so uh, let's welcome Heather and Sean Connolly to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome, guys. Hi, Dell. Thank you for having us. Glad to have you with us. And uh, really want to unpack this story. As I said, it's very interesting because uh, it, did I read this right, that you guys were not married when you got when you joined up? That was something where you got together after you were already members? Yes, I joined back in 08 and started acquiring single-family properties, and then we got married in 2015. Wow, that really makes it interesting because we've got a dual path here. So let's take your path to start with then, Sean, since you started first. Tell us about how you came to be a Lifestyles member and why. The uh, you know, I was working in the space station, or I was working in the space program uh, here in Houston um, after I'd finished up uh, my graduate work at A&M, and, you know, I've had a 401k at the company I worked for, but just didn't have confidence investing in the stock market. Didn't know if prices would go up or, or go down and ultimately just didn't have control of my money. Really didn't. And then I was listening to the radio show back in, I think, 07 or so. And, you know, the majority of the people that were on this radio station were stock picking gurus. And, you know, they would tell you whether to buy or to sell. And then there was you. And I heard you on the radio. And, you know, you really triggered a lot of thoughts in my mind, you know, very interesting thoughts. And I said, I want to learn more about this. You know, my parents had houses growing up. I knew homes that appreciated, but they never rented them out. And, you know, you would have people on and they would tell their, their stories and everything just seemed really, really fascinating for me to go learn more. And then, of course, I, I joined back in 08. I, I went to your two day and uh, got educated from your classes and your courses and then all the mentors you have and the, the staff and the team that you have provide you the resources to take somebody who, me, who had no real estate experience, had never bought a house before, had never bought a primary residence. But here you are teaching this guy, me, who has good credit but had never bought anything, teach me how to go out and acquire single-family rentals. And I did that before I even bought a primary residence and ended up buying 16 of them. Uh, but did go buy a primary residence eventually and use the rental income that I had acquired from these rental properties to pay for my mortgage and basically was mortgage-free. You know, that's perfect. Um, I don't know how many hundreds of times over the 33 years I've been teaching this that I've told that told people that's the way you should do it. Of course, very few people actually listen to that advice because they're so excited about wanting to get their own personal home. But that's actually the best way you could possibly do it towards building wealth. 
My question to you is, very early age, it looks like if I do some reverse math here, you were in your 30s. You're already, you know, just out of grad school. You, you're working at a space company, you know, space station type business. My question is, how the heck did you at that age already start thinking about retirement and money? Most kids at that age are still, you know, especially you're not even married yet. You're still out there chasing around looking for the girl of your dreams. How did you start thinking about money at that early age? Uh, it's just, it was just what I, you know, my first goal was to just make above average rates of return on my investments. I mean, we all want that. We all want to make a good return on investments. And I felt the best avenue to do that would be through real estate. And, you know, once you once you reach that goal and you can uh, increase your uh, – you get to the point where your next goal for me was to be able to retire. But uh, I needed more real estate. I needed more real income. And so uh, we both eventually were able to retire from corporate America, at, you know, at different times. And – you know, once we were able to do that, then our next goal was just to add value to more people's lives on a daily basis like you do every day, Dell. Well, you know, Sean, that that is a massive compression of a story. <laughs> you've, got, you've got your elevator speech down perfectly. I mean, you went right from the beginning to the end, even to the, the give back and you, you know, boom, just like that. Uh, let's see if we can get some more depth out of Heather. Heather, uh you, How did you meet this young, crazy guy who's thinking money? At 35 years of age, I mean, not too many people are thinking money. Yeah, we met in 2014 and then got married in 2015. And before we even got married, Sean had, you know, he's this engineer, rocket scientist working on the space station, put together a PowerPoint presentation for me <laughs> his goals, how he saw our life, what we were working towards. I just got to ask this question, Heather. You got a guy here, he is a rocket scientist. You know, you always hear that <laughs> thing, well, what do you expect? I'm not a rocket scientist. Well, he, he's got no excuses. He's a rocket scientist. He's already got eight eight rental houses or whatever it was he had back then, uh, you know, right out of the blocks when you met the guy. Uh, you know, he's, I'm sure he's got cute dimples and everything else, all that good looks and all. What did that seem to you like as a young lady that he was so together at such a young age? Uh, well, it was extremely attractive, and my friends loved hearing that I had met a rocket scientist. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we had similar goals. We, you know, we met later in life, so I think we had already had several years of stressful working and um, working for somebody else and tired of that and, you know, ready to quickly start a family. And and so we were really focused on the future and how to do that. Uh, and we had very similar interests. Um, and it didn't take long for us to say, you know, we wanted to start a company together, which I don't know that many people, you know, really want to jump into that with their spouse. But it was of interest to us, and we recognized that we had both, you know, very different skill sets that could come together, uh, you know, and hopefully, hopefully, do good. So, um, you know, after years of of working for somebody else and growing somebody else's brand, uh, you know, we wanted to do something for ourselves and and start a family as well and and leave that legacy. So um, it was attractive to me. I wa I wasn't fearful of it. Uh, at all. 
So let's take the step further here and let's talk about the two day. Now, I'm assuming, Sean, you went to the two day before you met Heather because you're already a member. And right. Heather, I don't know if you'd already taken the two day without Sean or if you took it together for the first time. You kind of clear me up on that. And what I'm trying to get to is what were the big aha moments, both mm-hmm. individually for you and then, boom, as you're there together, did you ever take it together? And was there, you know, those big community ahas like, wow, that's our family right there. That's our future. Share with the what you guys learned at the two day and what the aha moments were. Right. Yeah, I took it. I took it by myself back in '08, and yeah, it was you know the first day was for single family properties, and I think the aha moment was uh, just being able to acquire properties. But one of the tools that y'all offered was um, the, the the Quest tool, and I had this tool. You know, as an engineer, you know, you get this analytical mind that can just do analysis to paralysis, but this tool would prov- you could learn all these different features of the property, the you know, the potential rental income, what the comps were, what they're selling for, what they're leasing for, and that was Lifestyle's tool, and y'all had it, and it just brought all the work that I had been doing, just running the circles trying to figure out information on properties and underwriting deals, but this underwriting tool that you have just put everything right there at the click of my fingers, and it was just eye-opening for me. Now, Sean, you took it far enough back that I was still teaching it, and maybe even uh, Heather might have seen when I was doing it. But right. Do you remember me just pulling a deal off of MLS right in front of you your did. eyes, showing a real deal and going through and proving that you can make lots of money with something right in front of your eyes that's sitting there on MLS? Oh, Dale, you I know you remember those days so clearly. I mean, it was just like, you know, like this is the... This is the. Ch- I mean, you basically were just being so honest and candid. You said this is the chance of a lifetime. I've been waiting on this since the '80s to just get these deals that are, you know, you're buying them. You, you would pull them up on the MLS. They were fifty grand, and you you would just say, guys, you can buy these houses for these are three bedroom, two bath, two car garage. You, you can buy them for fifty grand. These are going to be worth one hundred and fifty probably in five or six years, and. Dell, I don't even know what they're worth now. They're just worth so much more. But man, you just nailed it, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. you saw you saw the path so clearly, and you had the path for us members to follow it. You know, with uh, case studies and being able to stand up as aspiring leads and connecting with the mentors um, that really laid out this roadmap as we had begun to sell our single-family homes and looking ahead to the multifamily properties that we wanted to purchase and and how to even discover, um, you know, how to find one. What was it attracted you to changing over to the multifamily properties? So I had, I was still working full-time, and I had 16 properties from Texas City to Conroe to League City over to Matagorda and some in Houston. And it just with a full-time job, logistically, it was just it was a challenge for me to manage all those assets uh, from different parking lots. And uh, you know, I, I'm the one doing all the leasing, most of the maintenance work, getting these units ready. And you know, I'd have to drive these properties to either put a sign in the yard or to go sign a lease uh, or show the unit. And so, after work, I was just bouncing around from place to place, and I just said if. If there was a way we could sell all these doors, take the money, put all the doors in one parking lot, hire a staff, 
to where they could be on site all day long and they could lease the units, they could maintain the units for us. If we can do that, let's go do that. And so that's what we started doing was we just started selling all of our single, our 16 single family properties so we could use those funds to go and partner up with other other like-minded lifestyles members and uh, and go buy an apartment complex. I didn't realize it was 16. I see it here that it is 16. So um, 16 units that you purchased at that time, you must have had quite a bit of equity built up in those properties, huh? Oh, when we sold, we did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just got so lucky and blessed by God to get those properties back in 08 and 09 when they were just dirt cheap. I mean, 30 cents on the dollar for this kind of we were getting. Uh, and so I was trying to buy as many as I possibly could and, and as fast as I could. And so that's what I was doing. And, uh, yeah, we had the 16 and had a really good uh, equity capture when we sold the properties. By 2016, I'm trying to think now, when you guys started multifamily, single-family housing average went from median price back in 2008 when you started. The median price was, I believe it was 150000 a door. We were picking them up for fifty to 75000 a door, which is unbelievable. The median price by 2016 was $250,000 a door in Houston. So, uh, I mean, that's over 100% gain easily yeah. maybe maybe two or three hundred if you bought them right and they leveraged them and everything so it's an incredible deal so let's talk about moving over to the multi-family environment and uh there's the music sounds like we've got to go we'll take a short break be right back with heather and john Connolly in the del wamsley radio show to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Lifestyles Unlimited members share their stories and strategies for success at case study events. If you got laid off tomorrow, what would you do? Would you have to be working at McDonald's or wait to try and find another job with the downsizing the economy? Kept on coming to meetings, even with David Fisher online and stuff like that, but still we just like... We need to make the jump. So we kept praying for time to get this job done, to, to be able to find the properties. How do we find the properties? How do you find the time? And God answered our prayers, and he got downsized from his corporate job. But they didn't buy just one house, right? No, they did not. You rehab in house number nine. right now. Nine. Wow. So every month, the cash flow is $3,200. Okay, the equity of all the houses is up to 280,000. Join us this month and learn from people just like you. Check in person and online dates at lukstudy.com. Once again, that's lukstudy.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Heather and Sean Connerly out of Houston, Texas. And tongue-in-cheek, uh, guys, I just want to 
share with you that uh, there's something about buying an apartment complex that gets your wife pregnant. I don't know what it is, but it seems <laughs> to happen on a regular reoccurring basis. Uh, and <laughs> you guys started uh, and uh, ended up doing those simultaneous tasks. Uh, what was the plan on the first single or the first multifamily deal? Did you have a plan? Was it to go out there and do a yield play, a value play? Uh, what was the plan for the first one? Uh, yeah, the first plan was yeah, it was a value play. I mean, it, interesting story how this happened was I was actually closing on one of my single family properties. And I was at the title company signing the docs to close, and I had scheduled an appointment with one of the Lifestyles Realtors to go look at and do a tour of a small multifamily property the following day. So I was going to take the call just to confirm the appointment, and I asked the lady at the title company, I said, I apologize, but can I take this call real quick? And so I talk, took the call, confirmed the appointment the next day, and I hung up, and the lady at the title company, she said, are you are you buying apartments? I said, well, I don't, but I'm interested in, in trying to acquire one. My wife and I are. And she said, oh, you probably won't be interested, but a friend of mine is actually thinking about selling his apartment. I could just give you his name and number. Maybe you give him a call. I said, sure, that'd be, great. that'd be great. So I close on my house, the title company, go out in the parking lot, call the gentleman up. I set up a tour there the next day, and then the following day, I'm working on LOI, and that's the first property we bought. So you never know when these things are going to fall in your lap, but when they do, you got to be educated and be ready to take advantage of the opportunity. So uh, blessed by that one, and uh, that was our first one, and that was back in 2016. Very good point you make there, Sean. Uh, you have to be educated. Opportunities. People go, I like luck. Luck is when opportunity meets preparation, and that's how you get lucky, right? So you were prepared. That's a good point. Um, as you look at these deals and you went out there and saw, what what was it about it that attracted you to it? Uh, it was 42000 a door, which you probably couldn't find those today. Uh, it was the right size. So, you know, here we are with had owned single family, but had never owned uh, a multifamily. But we wanted to consolidate the doors in one parking lot and hire staff to do the work for us. And we felt that 68 units was just right to where we could hire a full-time office person and then we could hire a full-time maintenance person. And it allowed us to, to operate, to learn the business, the day-in, day-out business, but it allowed us to also work on our business and grow and and keep growing and try to buy more and more properties and team up with more like-minded lifestyles investors and let them join with us. Yeah, it's interesting you say that it's the ideal property. My first, what I considered large enough to have staff property was 64, and then I bought the one right across the street, which was 68, which leads me to, to... the understanding that 64 at the time and now 68 for yours and this other one I did are absolutely the perfect place to put in your first set of employees. There's no doubt about it. And then when you double that and get 120, when you add on to that, then you've got a a different kind of economic to scale because one manager could run 120 units, uh, but it takes two maintenance guys now, whereas with 60, it takes one manager and one maintenance man. So it's really interesting that you ran into a 68 right up front because that was my dream property that size. Yeah, and then the next one we bought was the one next door. And so we were able, there was a metal fence in between the two, and we Mm -hmm. actually just took that fence down and moved it on the other side of the property to where we had one enclosed 
multiple complexes now, uh, multiple communities, all within one gated community. And uh, that worked out great for us as well. So now the staff can, that same staff can now operate both properties. Absolutely. Perfect example of economics at scale. Couldn't, couldn't say it was done any better. That's beautiful. I was able to retire once we purchased this first okay. apartment community. Sean uh, was not able to yet. His came uh, soon thereafter. But, yes, I was able to do that. So have our first child. But then also um, we closed two and a half months after having her um, and hit the ground running with our staff and um, you know, trying to learn as quickly as we could, um, you know, now that you have HR and, and managing people and, uh, but it was a great adventure, but I was able to retire then, uh, and fully focus on our business and help it grow and then allow Sean to retire as well. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that's a very, uh, very common thing for, people to see that okay now they got a baby and now i want to be at home with my baby yet i still need to earn money right so i can go out here and have this business i can do my business our daughter who's 32 33 years old something like that um she just went through the same thing and she was working as a a bartender for 20 years 10 years whatever it was i don't know but uh you know she stay out till midnight two three two or three o'clock in the morning because they work to whenever it closed and finally the mom said hey my wife said, nah, you got to get out of that. You can't you can't get married, have your baby and all that. Right. So we brought her on as a manager just because she could then work from home and or whatever. Just the same thing you were doing, you know, uh, right. much more freedom, and flexibility and what's necessary to be able to raise your child. So that's a right. good thing. Exactly. Um, and to be able to do something that you're still passionate about, it's kind of that best of both worlds where you have freedom and flexibility with your family, but then you also still don't have to give up your dreams and you can still pursue your passions as well. We're now going to discuss uh, what was the difference to move up to a 216-unit apartment complex, guys. Uh was it significantly different in what you were used to managing, or was it just the same old thing with another zero behind it? It's definitely more employees, uh, more doors. So, uh, but the the operations are still the same. But things uh, are. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just it's just more. I guess the quantity, but you also have the re- you have a higher amount of quantity too. That the job doesn't really change. Just, but now you're dealing with the the human element now you get more people and so there's a lot as an owner operator there's a lot more work that's involved with uh, hr accounting and uh, just the day-to-day operations but um, you know that allowed me to retire from corporate america to where i could focus full-time on apartments and uh in our investments so uh, it worked out just great for us so sean your first complaint was you were driving all over the place in uh South Texas for these single family, 16 single family houses. It looks like you put yourself back on the road because the next property you bought was in Clute, Texas. You had two in Baytown, one in Clute, then one in Houston, then one in Lake Jackson, Texas. Uh, you just couldn't get driving out of your system or what? Oh, but Dell, but I could go when I want and where I want. <laughs> okay. 
All right. That's uh, that is there is an argument for that because driving when no one else on the freeway really cuts down the time it takes to go anywhere and do anything. There's no doubt about that. Um, let's take this to the next level here. You're now in your mid 40s. All your friends that you have to have grown up with and known both of you on both sides of this equation here have got to still be working their butt off. What do, what do they say to you and do they believe that you've really done this or not? And your family, what does everybody think about the fact that you're entrepreneurial? You know, I mean, at this early age in your life, you already own giant business. Yeah, well, we're we're very fortunate that we have a lot of friends that are entrepreneurs, and we all, we can always share similar stories, similar paths, um, similar mindsets. So we're able to team up with you know like-minded folks that are close friends of ours as well. In our family, I mean, we then now my dad has become a member and in invested uh in our properties as well and is uh very grateful for that you know exposure to it and that education and knowledge and um we do have you know friends who are entrepreneurs and then we're just out with sean's best friend since seventh grade and he you know is is worn out and and working all day and, you know, and, and not seeing a lot of payouts from the 401k and is kind of like, wait, how did, how'd you guys get to go to Mexico? And then you went to Utah and then your kids did okay. And then, oh, you went to the kids school program. And then you, uh, which is in those moments, you get to pause and reflect on, on the decision decisions you've made and, and capitalizing on opportunities and, uh, you know, learning about lifestyles and believing in it and seeing the successes of it and how it's financially successful, but also, you know, the personal freedom and flexibility it provides you, uh, which has brought so many blessings to our lives. With this many deals behind you, this much net worth assets built up, uh, I'm sure that your net worth has jumped several times over from when you started. What about your cash flow? Have you replaced both of your incomes? Yes. Yeah. We yeah, we replaced that uh, years ago. Yes. And um, thankful for all the all the uh, passive investors who are in our deals and you know their trust. And uh, if it wasn't for those 140 or so investors that we have that are all lifestyles investors, and you know they just don't want to do the 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 work inside the operations on a daily basis. They'd rather really just be a passive and just uh, invest in the deals, but not have any day-to-day responsibilities and there's you know we've got 140 of those that trust us and we're so thankful for that um, and you know and the returns that we give them now i know from doing this for 33 years and mentoring thousands of people that with the accumulation of assets you have your story just the single families alone you've got to be well worth more than a million bucks so you you've you've surpassed you know the humanistic goal of hey I'm going to be a millionaire okay you've got that now you're a business entrepreneur successful you've got that now you're only in your forties how many children do you have now we have three now we've got three kids uh, you know that's a full family I mean that's Christmas yep. is going to be incredible you know that <laughs> I I know that you know, like my daughter texted me or something and I said look you know I said when are you going to have a kid she goes well I don't want to do it right now because her and her husband are both pro bodybuilders and you know they don't want to mess oh. up their bodies right now so i said i get it but remember this when you're young 
babies always get in the way. But when you get old, babies are all you have left. And you start living your life vicariously from them. So don't leave that be part of your life behind because you get my age. You're like, hey, where are all the kids at for Christmas, right? Right. So right. you've got that. You've got that nailed down. You got at least three. Um, the oldest one's probably around 14 now, so that's really not old enough to start thinking about business yet, although you might have introduced to it a little bit. But my question to you is, hey, you're in the middle of your life, and you've already knocked it out of the park. How do you guys see life from right now? What, what do you guys focus on for those out there that are miserable? <laughs> and you only have 30 seconds to answer the question. <laughs> Go ahead, sweetie. Oh, I just think it's growing, whether it's uh, growing here in the States or maybe growing internationally. Um, you know, it's a short life we get, and it's a very competitive world we live in. So take advantage of the opportunities. So um, looking forward to the next adventure, whether it's here in America or outside. Well, great. Love you guys coming on again. Thanks. Look forward to seeing you at the Expo. And for the rest of you out there, remember this, whether it's Heather or Sean or myself, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.